and parroting all that they're told because that's all they're told quite simple and we all have to go green green and cut back because we are the problem and at the same time uh, that they're they're doing all of this uh, this jacking up of prices and cutting back on energy and increasing the price of all energy and electricity included uh, they're hitting you with the new carbon taxes so the whole program is to bring us all down you see and they've been saying this for a hundred odd years in the, the books published by the big institutions that this would happen they make it happen and we're, we're living through it now I'll be back with more after the following messages hi folks I'm Alan Watt cutting through the matrix and I tend to put the pieces together for people as I try to as best I can with the knowledge that I've gained over uh, a lifetime of watching all this happen and build up to a planned society uh, a planned society that goes through phases one of the phases being uh, that everyone will have to get moved off rural areas into already overcrowded cities and after maybe a generation or so of chaos and uh, new laws and regulations and bureaucracies to deal with the chaos will bring the populations down and eventually they hope to have a brave new world of domed cities and everything will be planned for the society you won't get born unless you're needed for the society for the world state and of course this is to be done by the superior ones you know the hidden masters those who run the world but are never elected and something that was formed and emerged it's, it's a reared its head actually in the 17 and 1800s through the big institutions and the founders thereof and people go on and on about Weishaupt and Weishaupt but he was only one man in one area of one particular branch of the same organization who got a bit too big for his boots and tended to boast an awful lot so he was taken down but it didn't stop there because the agenda was to create a new religion as well to bring in this whole new world order and that has been happening it began in the 1800s in earnest with Blavatsky and theosophy uh, the whole idea was they had to try and bring in as many women as they could especially segregate the males again and find out what appealed to women which they already knew because archives are at their disposal of real histories of the world and ancient histories too and they brought in the channeling which is mediumship and uh, ghost books and spirits and that type of thing and also appeal to godhood you can become a god very very old story to that of course and they understood that and they've written it into every major religion in a, an exoteric and esoteric form in other words you can understand the nature of male and female you can you can manipulate either and it works very very well and now we have big stars and people follow the stars remember they're guiding stars it's all occultic stuff and so you have the stars in Hollywood and stars on TV and some of the big talk show host ones on television uh, especially the women the female ones now are pushing uh, the whole new age movement and promoting all their books lots of books out there by all the top mediums and so on and the whole idea is basically theosophy bound the idea of theosophy that is taken from Hinduism that will go through a big transformation a change is good that's where the slogan comes from 
change is good. The big transformation of society, the Darwinists call it the Great Leap Forward, where we're going to be transformed into a new type of human being, a more perfected one, and that's what transhumanism is all about. Look through the Internet at all the, the big major international meetings on transhumanism. Look who funds it, look who attends, and it's the same groups, same institutions, the same government agencies, heavily involved, and probably hundreds and hundreds of professors of, around the world are involved in this big movement to change humanity. Old isn't good enough, you see. The body isn't good enough the way it was made, and they're going to perfect it. And of course everyone thinks, well, that's a nice idea. Perfection's a nice word. It's like social, like social things. We're social creatures. And perfection kind of appeals to us. But no one stops to think, except those who designed this whole plan, that if we all lived for an awful long time, then we would have an overpopulation problem. And therefore they came up with their big plan a long time ago that only those who were fit would come through. Again, right from Hinduism and the waves of theosophy, as they call it. The waves of theosophy through where we go through the big cycles, according to Brahma, as he spins around, and you come into the new age, and everything that was is destroyed, and only those who are perfected come through. And that's what's taught under a thousand names and branches and organizations. That's what's taught, even in psychology now. A lot of branches of psychology have completely gone into the new age. You just channel your guide. You just bring it in and get led to the promised land. You'll come through, you're perfected, and you achieve your the God within. That's what's taught, you see. The God within. Sounds awfully good, eh? Until you need a doctor, then you have to go to a bigger God than you, or a dentist. But of course, logic has nothing to do with vanity, but it works very, very well. So that's all happening, and, uh, and now remember, too, I do go on shows that often uh, will have people who are not really who they tell you they are, who promote things, too, to do with some of these New Age Gospels, generally channeled information. Don't get sucked in, because they know what they're doing. Don't be sucked in with nice sayings that come across the television or the radio. Look into the actual books themselves. And you'll have a roller coaster ride into the complete new age phenomenon. And there's nothing better than having millions of deluded people getting led by Pied Pipers over the cliff at the end. Nothing better. And they'll probably go willingly, thinking they're going to be gods. Look at the movie Logan's Run. Excellent movie. Good scenario. And how they taught a whole people. Uh, that they'd go to heaven when they die and the audience would turn up and watch them go up in the sky and go round and it's all done scientifically of course and simply disappear you know, in other words they're being annihilated but they didn't know that everybody cheered thought it was great and could could and were looking forward to their own time when they were called to it's quite the, the phenomena now we'll go to the phones and, and try and keep the, the questions short not a whole series of questions People tend to pump me all the time once they get me on the phone. And it's the same when they write to me, too. Uh, so we'll take Jared from New York. Are you there? Yes, hello, Alan. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Ah, run off my feet. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just stay on, I can stay on topic, yeah, with the, the new age thing. 
I, do, I, I see it when I go inside the um, the bookstore, and it'll be like New Age section and the self-help section, and just the self-help section. It's just New Age. Yes, it is. And and, um, and I have a friend of mine who uh, he basically works in his, in his in his home, and he sells all these products. And and I, and I was looking at the brochure, and it's all New Age. It's like water that's like extra extra good water and yeah. all these it's all new ways I, and I try to tell him but he just won't believe me you can't you see it's a religion and it truly is it appeals to the ego even more than most religions because they think there's no real rules to follow mm -hmm. and that appeals to the ego tremendously yeah and I see it in all the movies yes everywhere Oprah <laughs> oh yeah Oprah's pushed the course in miracles and all the big ones yeah, and Jesus I, my, 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 was channeled. You, you see, Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't have time to tell you all the things you're supposed to know. So this woman in the U.S. who worked for the government at the time just happened to channel all the stuff that you forgot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, my mother watches it, and um, every day I see it when I come home from work. It appeals to them tremendously, and it's really aimed that, that the whole New Age movement uh, was aimed primarily at women that's what Madame Blavatsky came out with you know and she was heavily funded to be a champion of women and uh, big institute mind you too she had British lords backing her financially so that tells you who was really behind it yeah and, and I'm reading this book um, Carl Young I heard you mention it a while ago Man and the Symbols and, uh, yeah, some of it yeah a lot of it and I, I could relate to but I <laughs> He's not convinced me of every because it seems like he was like I don't know like like a priesthood over the the dreams and stuff because yeah yeah he he himself uh, had been brought up in a Masonic family uh, and his mother was a, a Chandler oh uh, his dad his dad was also uh, one of the, I think the head Mason at one point for the whole of Switzerland he was high up in Rosicrucianism so he was a true believer where he he had the occasional psychic experience and put it down to a whole theology rather than simply oh. take the fact you can get the experiences that don't happen very often but they do happen mm. and that's why they can't be tested and, and put into formula mm. um, but he, he brought a whole uh, theology out on it but he also used drugs as well to try and get these experiences and, and that's what you'll find that they all did at the top altered states through drugs yeah, yeah I heard about they use mushrooms and stuff like that Oh, please. And, and one more question before I let you go. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm going to school right now, and I'm and basically like I, I first went in there I, I, like a it's over a year ago, thinking yeah I, I could learn, get a good job or whatever. But I'm really starting to see like <laughs> what's the even the point of even being in there? Like I, I know what you mean because things are, are changing so rapidly. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. That shortly there'll be no real down uh, you know the usual jobs. Uh, and all you'll be left with is law enforcement, uh, SWAT teams. Yeah, see that everybody, just law enforcement, homeland security people going to just learn that. It, it, like it's a good thing. And I tell them, as you see, it's like a police state that we're having. Yeah. It's just like, hey, it's paying money. That's right. Another side of it is the high technology again involved in the same police state scenario. So that's the only two things that will be left. And you only have one third class, and that'll be the people who are getting their heads bashed in with the SWAT teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I bought your um your CDs and uh, yeah, it was pretty good stuff. But I, I had to give it to me. You had, you had a lot of patience. Yeah, on, uh, on that show. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of patience that. for it. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, thanks for calling. Okay, thanks. Yeah.
Now you got, you got Mark in Pennsylvania. Are you there, Mark? Hello, Mark. Hello, Alan. How are you? I'll give the perfect example of a short question. Uh, hold on a second. I hear the music. We'll we'll pick it up after this break. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt. And we've got Mark from Pennsylvania who is going to say something before the break. Are you there, Mark? I am. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Um, I'm having a major battle with my wife about Disney. Uh-huh. And she thinks that it's uh, no big deal, that I'm making much to do about nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm obviously on the other end, and she respects her opinion. So what would you tell her? Well, Disney was in the business of altering perception from the beginning. That's what cartoons are all about. And I remember when I was small and I was dumped in front of the big screen, the big silver screen, to watch, I think it was Bambi. And uh, these animals talking to each other and all very cute. And I knew that they didn't really do that in real life. But I could under- I could see that their children around me with their jaws dropping and the emotions and the smiles and the tears and all the rest of it as the thumper, the, the rabbit and all that had these trials and tribulations. And I realized that, that we were having our minds played with in a, in a big way. And of course the whole idea, you didn't realize at the time, but it was already a movement up that eventually became the Earth Charter where every species has priority over humans. They have more rights than humans now. And this has been a steady drumbeat uh, since Disney started launched the, the first effects on, in a cartoon form. Uh, now, of course, they do it with uh, uh, the cartoons. I've, I've seen a few that people have sent me. Their children watch, and they've got environmentalism all through it, and the greening all through it, and, uh, and so on and so on. So it's an indoctrination tool. There's no doubt about it. And Jack C. Lowell said that all entertainment is propaganda. When, you, when it comes down to it, it's authorized to be out there. It has agendas. It's very politically correct at the time. It will promote what's in. And, and that's how we get our thoughts. We, all drama, especially drama, uh, is more effective than straight news, uh, which is also propaganda. Uh, because during fiction, our sensor part of the brain is down. It's not working. And we're, we think we're being entertained for our pleasure. And you don't realize that along with the story that you identify with or the heroes that you identify with, you're also picking up on the spins that are put in there, the psychological spins. And the opinions that are formulated in that movie or cartoon will become your opinion. Yeah. Yep, I'm watching my, my wife's reaction as she's listening to the delay of this. My final question for you is, have you heard about what happened to the governor of New York today? Uh, not today, I didn't hear, no. Uh, Elliot Spitzer uh, was retired as governor. Oh. And I'm wondering if you know what the real reason was behind it. It was apparently that he visited a hooker. Of course, that's not news for anyone in no. in politics. So what would be the real reason, do you well, think? Well, what I understand, he'd gone for, for years to hook these high-class ones. And That's right. Mm-hmm. Thousands and hundreds of thousands of bucks went. Now, I know that in London, uh, people who are attached to uh, big offices in London, for instance, it's the same worldwide, or MI6 or CIA, the clearance and so on, they get all these what they call fringe benefits. And high class hookers are one of them. And someone who costs you $5,000, even in London, will have gone to the best schools. She'll have a very uh, posh accent. She'll be conversative. In, in different subjects and classical topics and so on does finishing in Switzerland 
and that they basically are the ones that they hire for the, for the elite group. That means they've been protected up until now, and he's done something wrong. He hasn't paid kickbacks all the way up to his next in line, and that's their way of coming down on their own when they don't pass the money on. Yeah. All right. Have a great night. I appreciate your help. Uh, thanks for calling. And we now have, um, is it uh, Rick in California? Oh, uh, yes, uh, it's me. Can you hear me, Alan? Yes, I can. Yep. Uh, how, are you, how are you doing? How's winter treating you? The winter snowed a couple of nights ago again, and it's, uh, I, I'm telling you, I'm demanding my share of global warming right now. We're getting our share. It's really, really hot here mm-hmm. in California. Um, I just wanted to, to share an experience um, with, with uh, you know, people out there. And I'm wondering if they had a similar experience. Um, well, first I want to say that, that um, you know, I, from talking to a Jewish friend of mine, his mother, who died, talking to her, his mother who suffered in the Holocaust and survived, and she used to tell me about Adolf Hitler, about how, how, how he, he would be, you know, he's not very charismatic, but then a spirit would come over him and he would become very charming and, or not charming, but, you know, he had a um, sway over the people, and she knew he was into the occult and all this. But um, the experience I had was, you know, watching John McCain through the um, Republican primary runs and everything, he was very haggard and, and, and not very good-looking, but then suddenly when he got the Republican nomination, his eyes were bigger, mm-hmm. and, and they seemed unusually black, and he seemed a lot younger. Yeah. And, and, and it was creepy. It was like it was like it was reminiscent of what this friend of mine had told me about Hitler. And um, you know, like this, uh, like a spirit had come over him or something. Yeah. Well, either that or, the, or whatever they took, uh, and it's in their belly just kicked in, you know, or they snorted. Because I mean, these guys are into drugs big time. And mm. uh, guys like Hitler. I mean, Hitler did get a professional uh, deportment manager in, as well known in the history books. He mm. brought him in from abroad to teach him the, the charismatic gestures and so on. The same kind of thing that you watch Billy Graham do, you know, with the gestures. These guys, these are taught. These are taught. Uh, ways of movement in front of big crowds and how to be a good orator and use passion etc and that was common uh, commonly taught in the pre-television days to sway audiences you had to get the, the passion in there and and that was certainly used by Adolf Hitler and yet he was very quiet in his off time hold on and I'll back out of these messages okay. hi folks this is Alan Watt cutting through the matrix and we've got Rick in California. Oh, no, he's still there, Rick. Yes, I am. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I just want to say real quick that, that, that what I don't mean this as, I do not mean this as an endorsement for um, Obama or Hillary because I'm sure they have theirs too, but you were, you were t- talking and mentioning earlier about how, um, like on another show, about, about how they accept these entities, they take on these entities, and they become uh, you know, perfectly possessed. You had mentioned that, and, and you compared it to... Um, um, uh, Malachi Martin, and although he was off too mm-hmm. because of his indoctrination, and yeah. and um, you know, you see, the, what I'm saying is this is their own belief. Understand? Mm-hmm. I see. And they've all been in the New Age. They've been reared in the, what we now call the New Age uh, philosophy. Yeah. And they believe in that. If you look at all their history, this goes way back with prime ministers and all the rest. With Mackenzie King of Canada was one of them. She's going talking to ghosts in, in Parliament Hall. Uh, you know, so uh, this is an old tradition with these characters because the very religion itself appeals to their vanity being psychopaths because they themselves uh, truly believe that they're godlike. So godlike qualities of being coming God truly appeals to them very much. I see. 
I'm a little confused because um, when I read the uh, Foreign Affairs back in November and I saw Clinton and McCain in red, bold red on the front, yeah. I predicted that, Cl that Clinton would get the nomination and McCain would get the nomination. But now it looks like it's Obama and Clinton went to Bilderberg. So, so um, have they, do they change their plans sometimes? Um, well, well, very seldom. Sometimes they put on a show for the public. See, they've got to make you, you believe this is like a, a boxing match. Mm -hmm. And they use sports terminology, you know, so-and-so flattened so-and-so at this debate, and yada, yada, yada. It's all, all to get you hyped up and into it. It's like it's a real sports event that's happening. And, and uh, no, the, the, the winner would be picked long ago. Yeah. That's see. what Professor Carl Quigley said in his own book. He says, he says the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commissions, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, says we own, we always own the leader that's picked. Mm -hmm. for, for the public, so uh, that's been, and he said that's been that way for sixty years. And he wrote the book in nineteen sixty. Okay, Alan. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I'll let you, you, you get on to other colors. Right up. Bye now. Uh, this is Eric in California. Are you there, Eric? I am, Alan. How's it going? Not so bad. Surviving. That's good. I, I wish I could say the same. I'm having fun myself. I wanted to, if I could, read a um, very short paragraph. Uh -huh. From the Shield of Achilles, it's by Philip Bobbitt. Uh -huh. It's War Peace in the Course of History. Yeah. It goes right into what these guys are up to with the uh, quote unquote New World Order and changing from uh, princely state to kingly state to territorial state to state nation to nation state. They do this to carry on a, you know, a change in title or uh -huh. a bankruptcy and to literally start things all over again and to cover up not only the underlying corruptions, but where all the money went from the previous, quote-unquote, you know, uh, form of government. And uh, this is, it's called the Historic Consequences of the Long War. And the Long War was from 1914 to 1990. And this, this is a, a neocon Bible. Uh, the thesis is the market state is superseding the nation state as a consequence of the end of the Long War. And, and they're bold enough to put in here and talk about our constitution and a new constitutional order yeah. emerging or a quote-unquote new world order. Mm -hmm. uh, the end of the long war has been quickly followed by the emergence of a new constitutional order. This new form is the market state, whereas the nation state with its mass free public education, universal franchise, and social security policies promised to guarantee the welfare of the nation the market state promises instead to maximize the opportunity of the people and thus tends to privatize many state activities and to make voting and representative government less influential and more responsive to the market. Yeah. The, the United States, a principal innovator in the development of the market state, must fashion its strategic policies with this fundamental constitutional change in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that is, that is NAFTA, CAFTA, SHAFTA, WTO, IMF, and you know the whole kit and caboodle. Sure, yeah, they did come up with that. They knew that when they put up the League of Nations in seventeen, nineteen eighteen, and uh, they talked about this coming order. But they also knew they had to have more wars to bring it about. And exactly, they came out with two. They, gave, they always give you the dialectic. So they, they, gave, they gave us one guy who gave us one type of economy, economics. And then they gave us another one that they actually they brought him in after World War II from Germany, and he became a top economist. And then in the 80s, Maggie Thatcher openly came out and backed him, 
the second one that had the same philosophy as you've just read there, in fact. Well, even Bernanke, who's Austrian, yeah. we have an Austrian governor in California, and when you start to look at it, it's Austria, Bavaria, Germany, and the Netherlands using England as a thoroughfare to create a one-world government. Sure, sure. And, and we've had that for ages now, where, where characters are put in as prime ministers or, or presidents and governors who have been the heads of corporations, they've been CEOs of multinational corporations, and just go around your, your parliament or congress buildings and look at the lobbies across the way, all the other buildings where the lobbyists live for the big corporations. And fascism has been here for an awful long time. Yeah. Yes, and that you, you nailed it because fascism is corporatism, is feudalism, mm-hmm. is self-appointed royal family rule, and it's something that our founding fathers, no matter how many people want to you know speak against our founding fathers, they knew it. They understood it. They, I believe that they did try to set up a system to confront it and oppose it, mm-hmm. uh, which was our, you know, uh, a republic, a separation of powers and more. Yes. And what's happened is all that has been converted. Oh, and just, now all the things that are there to pr- yeah. protect us are actually being used against us. Yeah. And, and this whole idea, they talk about free competition, but it's not really, it's like free trade. It's only for the big boys who are authorized to do it. And free competition is the same way. There's no free competition in any market. It's a closed shop to, to well, and it's, people. Well, it's not a new idea either, because even the Dutch tried it in the 1560s, free yeah. trade, quote-unquote, and it destroyed them as an empire. Well, yeah, it, it did to an extent, but you must remember they move. As they build empires, they move out and, and let it collapse behind them. And in Britain, it's the same. And even now, the wealthy... And the higher bureaucratic middle class, the work for federal governments, are moving from Europe and the Americas and taking their families to China to work because that's yeah. the up-and-coming empire of the future. Well, and you know as well, and you can comment on this, is that Martin Borman, uh, I believe he was executive director or assistant to uh, Adolf Hitler, mm-hmm. he outsourced and moved not just the technology, yeah. but the individuals and the capital of over 750 corporations before the empire fell. Uh, that's right, and also uh, the IG Farben uh, Umbrella Group uh, was headed off by Rockefeller and a whole bunch of them in the West. Even Rothschild Bayer Group were involved, and they basically created what was called the Nazi war machine, ITT, and all these groups were in there, the GM, Ford, and so on. So much so that when GM and Ford were bombed at the, lat- the latter part of the war, in the 1980s, both companies sued the U.S. and British governments compensation and they were awarded millions of dollars from the taxpayer because there are two plants in Germany that were turning out uh, the war machines for, for, for the Germans were bombed. Well, and, even General Electric, yeah. mm-hmm. and General Electric and others got plants yeah. and facilities for two dollars mm-hmm. for the whole facility after the war was over so it was basically yeah. a seeding of land and property That's and right. technology to these, uh, in a lot of these companies they were corporations, they started as General Atomic General Dynamics, mm-hmm. General Motors, yeah. you can go through the whole long laundry list, and they were actually U.S. corporations, yeah. uh, a portion of the U.S. government. Or part oh, of yes, it. there's no doubt. I mean, the CIA have been involved with putting their own men at the heads of CEOs for, for 50 years, and that's all part of it. You can't allow competition in a, in a technological age where, where technology will win. Uh, so therefore, they, they set up real companies, very international, big corporations that really manufacture stuff, and it's really all fronts for the for the CIA. Yeah, I want to throw something out real quick because I'm kind of like I've come under fire from uh, 
guys like Ted Olson, member of the Federal Society, John Smell, Secretary of Treasury or former Secretary of Treasury of the uh, uh, here in the United States, uh, also uh, uh, other members of the Federal Society like uh, Alex Kaczynski sits on the Ninth Circuit. Uh, this guy Brzezinski, ALJ Brzezinski, who um, is uh, sitting on matters involving me right now and has been for the last five years, mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to force me under a quote-unquote mental health examination. Oh, yeah. All paid for at federal expense. Uh-huh. And he's picking the judge. They're paying for it. There's no, you know, they're not supposed to even be uh, uh, carrying on federal contracting like this. Mm-hmm. But Brzezinski, and people need to look into who he is, and what's going on, because he's also ruled on commerce cases involving yep. Iran. He yep. has a partner that speaks Farsi. Yeah. He also ruled on a case called Rendon or Rendon versus TSA, where if you go into a uh, public facility now, like an airport, yeah. uh, you get charged $700 for cursing in the airport. Yeah, that, they even put it in movies years ago, uh, like the demolition man, that showed you what was coming. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. And but I could help. My name is Lieutenant Shine, Eric Shine. I'm a graduate of Kings Point, the uh, uh, United States Merchant Marine Academy. If you could touch on in the future as much about loss, the Law of the Sea Treaty, Admiralty, why? Oh, I know, I know all that stuff. And really, it's so open for people. They should really do it themselves. It's so much, but it's always been here. And and I know all the cons and left, right, and center, up and down. Yeah. Yeah, well, and if you could do anything to help get word out about what's going on with me, I'd appreciate it. Uh-huh. And I know RBM's already done that. Okay. And I appreciate what you're doing and getting the word out and stuff. And uh, keep doing a good job. Peace. Well, hang in there. All right. Take care. Bye now. Now we've got Vic there, too. Hello, Vic. Are you there? Hey, how you doing? Uh, where are you from? Hello. Hello. <laughs> yes, I thought. You know what that is. <laughs> That's also planet Earth, yeah. No doubt. Um, I want to first of all thank you for the books. Um, it's very fascinating. As disturbing as it is, it's uh, incredibly fascinating. So I want to thank you. Um, question is, you know, if we could get this information out to enough people, mm-hmm. you know, and we were successful in our mission, yeah. what can we really do? Because, say, you know, enough people knew, and, you know, we, we would awaken enough people and give that damn money system back to them and, and say no mm-hmm. to everything we have to say no to. Don't they have us in checkmate with NASA and their weapons and everything else? Like, you know, <laughs> don't they have us cornered? Like, what can well, we they do. do? Uh, this, 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 this was prepared with military strategy every Every part of the introduction and plan years ago, they go over all comebacks, all all retaliations of all kinds from different groups, and they plan for all that and how to overcome them. Insofar as even putting up their phony patriots, which they do once in a while too. Right. Um, so they set everything up. The whole chess game is, is set up, and uh, and so you're right. We'll come to a stage where we're, where we're technically dependent on most folk are totally, utterly dependent upon the system. Right. For every for their whole existence, and people have never thought uh, that, that they've never owned the system. It's not there to serve them; it owns them, and therefore they haven't gone into, into philosophical questioning as to what is life about in itself. What's the the purpose according to you for life? What do you think about it? Are we here to serve an economy, or is an economy here to serve us? If you had an economy, what kind would it be? Would you have to go back to some form of of um, uh, almost uh, clan type systems or, or national systems yeah. because people today see the vast majority of the public 
even if you could get the airwaves on major television for a month or two and educate them in the history of this and then told them where it will take them, which is over the cliff, annihilation, they will, vote. they will vote this one right back in again. And you can't do it the Alex Jones way. It's not a violent revolution. That's right. It's just about the information. And the thing is, too, you see, you, we can talk and talk, but there's no organization. We're up against the biggest organization and the biggest organized groups on the planet here, the most well-financed. There's no organization whatsoever that's legitimate to counter it. Right, so I'm saying, if you say the time is now, yeah. you know, to get this information out, and if yeah. we were successful at doing so, mm -hmm. and say enough people were to wake up, yeah. don't they still have us in checkmate with all the weapons they got? They got the weapons, but they must need the general public to use them. These characters in uniform, remember, belong to the people, and, and they will sway too. They'll sway as well, uh, as, which way the wind goes. And that's happened even, before even, in history. Yeah. Even with the, um, the robots they have and the, the NASA stuff. Oh, even with that. Even with that. You think and, we can still defeat that? Yeah, and, and we'd have to know what kind of society. It's never been debated what you, you, that you want. You couldn't keep the same thing. We know it's not our system to keep. They, they gave it to us. We've never owned it. Uh, you could not go back to manufacturing here. You couldn't force the corporations and businesses back here. And then, even if you could, they'd, they'd still work at it again and go right back to what they've done. So it's a new way of life. There is, there's got to be a new way of living with a different purpose. And we've got to get rid of all the incredible indoctrination and propaganda that's been promulgated in the people that's made them all divisive, male from female, child to parent, and so on. Uh, all of that has to, to stop. That's not the job of schools to teach prim primary indoctrination for political correctness. Uh, that's been the major, the main area. Bertrand Russell said it, we've got to get the children at two years of age. Uh, and, uh, it says, and scientific indoctrination will ensure that they'll grow up expecting the changes that we tell them are going to happen. And they'll think it's all natural. We've got to stop this. That's, what not, that's not what education is for. But we also would have to be tremendously organized and debate in a philosophical sense uh, what life should be, what it could be, and so on alternate ways of living than the one that we've, we've had and the one that's finishing right now. Um, are, there pe are there people like us brainstorming the type of living that, that we could make possible? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, how do we hook up with them, you know? It, it's a matter of, of again, debating philosophically. It's, it's a philosophical matter. Some people would say spiritual. The spiritual's been so dirtied because now they're called, calling the New Age religion spirituality, you see. Yeah. And they've also mixed a lot of the phony patriot ones groups that were put out there as spiritual. They've brought in the new age with them to, to further muddy the water and make it more confusing. And that was done on purpose. Uh, oh. So people really have to just, just decide for themselves what is the quality of life, what is life about, and how other how else could we live in the way we're, we're living right now, um, and still have a, a happy enough existence and uh, work together towards something. It's yeah. like looking at the big experiments in the past. Uh, they've all been phony at the top. That's the problem. That there were real big movements, national movements in the past, where real people at the bottom would work their hearts out, hoping to bring in some better system of working for everyone. But the ones at the top, the psychopaths gravitate there, and they take over. That's always been their problem. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to talk with people privately about what you're going to be doing in the future? Um, and, uh, possibly hook it up with, if not you, the people that you yeah. know? It's possible, but I 
I just, right now, I'm just overwhelmed with work right now, you know. Right. Just getting through uh, the but day. I mean, I, as far as what you have planned, you know, for survival and whatnot. Yeah. Well, we, we do have uh, uh, probably a, bit, a generation left once it's gone, it's finished. Okay, well, let, let me know if I can give you personally. Uh, well, I have another we'll question, if that's possible. Uh, hang on to after the break. Back Thank in a few minutes. Thanks, folks. I'm Alan Watt. And we'll put to pick with one more question from Hella, old planet Earth here, <laughs> on the line. Um, yeah, I was curious, uh, in your opinion, uh, about the origins of hip-hop. Um, it's been a big inspiration to me, and especially in terms of my recent findings, uh, you know, about the secrets and whatnot. If you analyze certain things that certain artists say, as far as being anti-establishment, um, you know, that's very disturbing. If I, I will acknowledge that it's been hijacked in recent times, but the origins, I mean, does that come from Africa? You know, you're saying like even the no, like, no, like rap, no. wrap it up in hip hop. How no. did you find that out? It doesn't come from Africa. Really? No, not at all. Uh, guys in New York dreamed up that, you know, uh, the same ones that deal with, um, folk music, country music, rock music, simply gave you another, another form. In the, for, in the Bronx, yeah, but I mean, I'm saying the beat. You know, the, the uh, well, the beat, yeah, the beat itself, the steady beat, even when it used it during rock was, uh, well, they studied it well. Uh, ethnologists had studied it and watched the hypnotic effects on it. And they did lots of experiments in laboratories uh, long, long before people even heard of rock music. And they told uh, people to start using up the bass, put the bass on, and the record started wow. pumping up lots of bass. And the, the heavy beat, uh, they found too by the, the different rates of rhythm, they could speed up the heart or slow it down because your body will emulate what, you, what comes in. And then when they copied that with the strobe lights, they put you into a surrealistic state. It would also heighten up the sexualized uh, uh, side of it because they wanted very, they really wanted promiscuity big, big time. And it worked very, very well. Wow. It was scientifically designed, uh, there's no doubt about it. And so, uh, all, uh, all fashions that go, they always give you a fashion to go with the new music. And the fashions too are d designed by generally very old people, uh, old white people. Uh, very wealthy people, old families, and they give you the passion to go with the music that you then emulate, thinking you're rebelling, but in reality, uh, it, it always becomes inane after a while. It loses its, uh, they should say that uh, the salt loses its savor. It's no use at all. And when you see these characters uh, dripping with gold and all the rest of it and running yeah. about in limos, singing yeah. about poverty for the people, it, 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 it becomes meaningless. It's a, it's a hypocrisy. Right. Right. Um, if it stayed at the bottom level, but also too, it was designed to go to a certain speed and rhythm that most people who are older than that one particular age group would not listen to, and and they couldn't understand the words. And that was intentional. They wanted the children to hear the words because they do want rebellions in the future. They really do want, do want them. They expect them. That's why they're building up their armies. But they want to manage rebellions so they can use those rebellions to then turn the heavy guns on the public and see where they change the system and go for more and more security and no freedoms whatsoever. It's all intentional, and I hate to tell people the truth, but it's, yeah. it is the truth. Yeah, and I know people had a lot of emotional stock and, you know, the whole hippie movement and it being about peace when it was the opposite, you know, it was good yeah. culture creation. And I, so I believe you, you know, you say that, but it's just hard to, to imagine that, you know, and that's what you used to believe in. Yeah. You know, but actually those words itself, rap and hip-hop, that, that's masonically created. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so then, but, you know, even take that into consideration, that beat and that bass, you know, if there is inspiration behind that, is that even bad to enjoy? Because you still enjoy rock, no? 
you, you, you can't help but enjoy it. You can't help but enjoy it to the beat will get you. Because, yeah. I mean, is there a music that we can't hold through that wasn't created? Uh, if you make your own, maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to talk to you. Yeah, hang in. Well, from Hades, myself, and Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods, go with you.